MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download that app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from the SGPN crew. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we are also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head on over to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. From April 29th to May 4th, if you deposit on Underdog Fantasy, you have a chance to win a million dollars in their best ball contest. That's right, a million dollars. Sign up now at UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Hello, my degenerate friends, and welcome. Thank you, actually, thank you for welcoming us back into your eardrums. It's the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 34. This one's dedicated to the round mound of rebound, Charles Barkley, the greatest 34, the MVP of on the Phoenix Suns back in the glory days. Actually, the best team in the league, uh, I might uh, add right now, so maybe these are the glory days. Um, we're not going to talk about basketball too much here. Occasionally we will talk about wrestling because Apple thinks we're a wrestling podcast, but we will, um, usually not talk about basketball. So, uh, thank you for coming to the podcast. Uh, hopefully you're listening to this on our brand new spanking new feed, the MMA gambling podcast feed. Uh, our numbers there are going up. So a lot of you are finding us there. It seems if you're still listening to us on the sports gambling podcast, main feed, uh, please subscribe to our dedicated feed. Also, so I believe the plan is uh, we're not going to be on the main feed for too much longer, and then you won't be hearing our amazing takes. And we did have some amazing takes um, for this last weekend's uh, weekend's fight card, let me tell you. We had some amazing takes. Um, and if I sound a little different, um, as a lot of my fans know um, who watch my Better Than Vegas videos, the uh, pandemic may not be over, but the pandemic beard is dead. Um Rest in peace, pen, pandemic beard, long live the pandemic beard, but uh, it is gone. So I, I may sound a little different because I don't have a huge, huge beard. Um, and I have to figure out what I'm going to do. Like my, I haven't introduced me yet, but my co-host likes to talk and talk and talk. And he has all these in-depth analysis of like of these fighters. He knows so much about people. And I usually just play, play with my beard and daydream when he talks, but I don't have a beard to play with anymore. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, maybe I won't let him talk. Um, maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. Um, and that co-host, actually, uh, when we went off the air last week, I realized he was like uh, taken aback because he, he thought I gave him a really nice complimentary uh, introduction instead of crapping on him like I usually do. Um, but I realized like a second or two before he like uh, thanked me for being so nice to him, I had called him a fraud. <laughs> uh, during that uh, during that um, 
during that introduction. So um, either he didn't hear that, or I think we have a case of Stockholm syndrome here, and he's um, starting to uh, humanize his, his captor and, and tormentor. But regardless, um, it would be Daniel Gumby Vreeland, who's really good at picking fights again. I, I'm back to being good at picking fights, and I will tell you, I definitely missed the fraud call because it did sound it was totally complimentary up until you snuck that in. Uh, and I, I feel like I didn't even get that in production. I, I feel like I'm just being revealed to it now. So, uh, yep. um, I, I, I feel bad if I, if I hadn't done so well, I probably would have started this, this show in, uh, in a bad place. Yeah. Well, it was, I told you I loved you at the end of it. So I think that's, you just heard that part. That's, that's um, the most but, important part. <laughs> but, but right. It was just being a fraud about, about the whole Gumby thing. That's all. How, oh yeah. You're, you're kind of Gumby, but, but you know nothing about Gumby. So you are a fraud basically um yeah, i don't know anything about that, gumby but like i i am gumby embodied so yes <laughs> he is gumby embodied in mind um and he is damn good at picking fights we ended up with um speaking of last week's uh, event or depending on when you listen to us it may have been last night's event if we get this out to you sunday night um ufc on espn reyes versus prohashka uh we ended up with 10 fights that, that we actually had picks for 11, 11 fights, fights but, but one turned into a draw so uh that one we'll just throw it out uh in the wash we lost uh one of our underdog fights um because we had a, a fatty fatty who came in five pounds overweight and um so that fight got got canceled yeah even though um what's his name jonathan why am i blanking on his name jonathan pierce um if he had listened to our show he would have known uh he would have taken that fight because he would have known that people who miss weight are only winning 34% of the time. So he would have not uh, turned down the fight against uh, Mowgli Benitez uh, based on him being five pounds of weight. He would have taken it uh, knowing that he had a better chance of winning it. But that, that might be true, but, but Luana Carolina who missed weight earlier on the fight card too, she won having missed weight too. So this, this was she one did. that was bucking the trend a little bit. Uh, very true. Um, so, uh, we had 10 fights. We actually had results for Dan went nine and one. I went eight and two. So nothing that seems that for either of us, but, but Dan is back after a six and seven and five and five week. He is back baby. And the only fight he whipped on was a split decision too. Um, that was fight. Yeah, it was split decision, right? Uh, Paul, yeah, the, Pauli, the, the, the Luana Carolina one, the one where yeah. she missed weight too. And, and, and I didn't yes. even know she missed weight and I would have, you know, that would have helped my pick even more. Yeah. So he went nine and one. Like I said, I went, uh, he was up about 500 bucks. I was up about 270. Um, past two weeks, though, I am 17 and six. So I'm back on a heater, I think, baby. And Dan is 15 and eight, which isn't too shabby. Either. So I think it's safe to say we're both on heaters, right? Yeah. I think, I think those numbers <laughs> constitute heaters. We, we exactly. should, we should go ahead and make good picks this week, too, though, to just, you know, make sure Let's that, do that, it. Yeah, that that stays that way. All right, let's do it. Maybe that. Yeah, I, I think I announced that a month or that we're going to start that, making our yeah. good picks. Yeah, I'm right. Yep. Uh, obviously. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dig our way back out now that we actually have uh, more listeners. You know, we have to um, have to make get on our promises here of picking fights. So uh, for the year, because I know you, you at home really care. Um, actually, it's, you should care because it shows you how reputable we or not we are. I am at 57% on my picks. Dan is up to 54%. So he is uh, catching up. And I'm creeping closer to the, I want to get to be at least 60%. So we are getting close. 
I'm getting close to that. Uh, Dan's down 1800 bucks. I'm down 2100 bucks. So that shows you how much fun we had at the starting of the year uh, with our picks. Uh, we both nailed our locks, which were the basically only two fight, two decent fights of the night. Um, so now I'm seven one on my locks. I'm up 43%. Dan is uh, up to 500, four and four. He's down 18% though. So that is all these stats for. It was basically a. Uh, I guess guess you could call it a boring fight card until until the last couple couple fights. I little did I know how much control I had on it. I tweeted out that I would uh, something how I, I I'd give uh, my kingdom for a for a fight finish, and right after that we had two finishes. So if I had tweeted it starting the night, we would have had a much quicker and funner night, I believe, uh, watching fights because there was a hack about what everything was was a decision except for one disqualification and the final two fights. So. We had a lot of decisions uh, and some split decisions as well, which are never fun to see. If you got money on it, it's a very uh, nerve-wracking experience. Yeah, and I would say, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, I'd much rather there be a slew of uh, crazy knockouts. But I will say there was like th- maybe three or four fights on that card that were very exciting to watch, despite the fact that we didn't get any finish on them. Um, you know, like there, there were a couple of duds in there. There were a couple I didn't really love, but there were a couple that were, were quite fun. Yep. No, it's true. It's true. Especially in considering that you had a couple of split decisions, we, you, you had some close ones too. So we'll, we'll break down the whole card for you quickly here. But before I want to tell you about WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Okay, um, let's start at the top. Um, what a fight that was. Uh, one fight of the night, Yuri Prohoshka won via spinning back elbow over Dominic Reyes. Um, and I had the, I think I had the tweet of the night. I tweeted that. Yuri Prohashka, more like Yuri Profanshka, right, Dan? That's a good one, right? I, I don't know if that's a good one or not. He's super fun, though, dude. He is. Um, I, I will say that he is one of the most fun dudes to watch. Because I'll say this, too. Like, we, we've talked about guys being fun who go in there and just bang. And we've talked about guys who are being fun when they go in there and they're technical. And I feel like he's, like, a nice crossover between the two, right? Because, like... He is throwing an absurd amount of volume when he fights. An absolutely absurd amount of volume did he dump on Dominic Reyes. But he didn't look at any point in time like he was... I mean, like, there were times where he was sloppy. But not all that sloppy, right? Like, he was pretty well put together. And I expected him to, to start to fade a little bit in there or something. Because he... I mean, like I said, the the volume was ridiculous. But... He he looks like he could do that for 25 minutes, and that's insane. Yep, no doubt. The um, and the hands down is quite a nerve wracking experience if if you got money on, on the guy. He uh, he eats a lot of shots. Yeah, I'm worried about how that's going to work against Jan Blankovic. Right. Yeah, like I mean, yep. like I, I I'm and of course I'm speaking out of turn and saying that I think Jan Blankovic is going to be. Glover Teixeira, and he will still be the champ to face Yuri Prohoshka. But, like, uh, yeah, against a guy who punches a little bit harder. Because Dominic Reyes, it's not that he doesn't have knockouts, but, like, when you look at the knockouts he's got, 
you know, like he he knocked out Chris Weidman. You know, he knocked out Jared Cannon here. And right now we're talking about him having knocked out two dudes who are actually middleweights. So, uh, and, and you know, he's got one other knockout in that UFC, and it was against Joachim Christensen. So, he's not exactly like a KO artist, would you say? So, for, for you know, even he, he was tagging him. Uh, and, you know, Jan Blakovich tags you like that. It could be night-night. Yeah, no, the, the power the power difference between um, Reyes and the champ is, is definitely um, definitely a huge gap there. Um, but yeah, Brohashka, he's one of those one of those weirdos oddballs that that are in a good way that uh, that could really bring some excitement to a fight inside and out. He's you know uh, with the haircut and his whole uh, mental approach to martial arts and his his quirky um interviews and and just the way he fights he's i had a uh acquaintance say this this is the type of guy that may um he's a bit of a lapse fan he said this is a type of guy that may get me back into into loving the sport again because he's he's one of those guys uh, i commented that he it's a lot like fadar where he um gets himself in trouble and gets rocked in a fight only to come back and when the uh, spectacular violent fashion, which is what Fader was known for in the day, being at the, on the brink of death and then somehow uh, coming back and absolutely destroying the guy. Yeah, that that isn't a bad point either. Yeah, like he, he does seem to he, – he, man, he does seem to just be one of those guys who – although did you feel like he was out of there at any point in time or he was in no. a bad situation? Like, Well, he, he got rocked definitely in the – what, that was first – was, I guess it would have been the first round, um, or was it the second round when you got? He, he got rocked at one point, and uh, and Reyes um, uh, they ended up uh, grappling, and and he uh, ended up in the ground, and he Reyes had him, I think, in a guillotine. Oh he, right, and he, 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 he got loose, and, that's and, right. Yeah, he popped out, and he was fine by that point. But yeah, he, he definitely seemed to be not not totally with it after that. And I was thinking, oh man, our Oh, by the way, we're bearing the lead. We nailed this. We said Prohashka via KO was, was the bet to make. And we encouraged, we, you, we encouraged you heavily, heavily to go out and put uh, that prop bet down. Uh, at, I believe you could get it at plus 140, and it just seemed yeah. like such a slam dunk at that time. So, uh, yeah, that, we're, we're going to toot our own horn on that one because uh, yeah. Yeah, not, not only did we get the pick right, uh, but we got the method right, and we encouraged the prop in addition. Right. But yeah, uh, uh, going back to the question, that he, he seemed to be in a bit of a trouble then. Um, I, I was thinking, uh-oh, uh, because he was just looking amazing up to that point. Uh, Reyes was was eating everything he was dishing out, but um, he was – there were several flurries where it looked like he, he was at the point where he, he was going to stop Reyes. Um, and then he got caught himself, but then obviously uh, early in round two, he um, – was earlier late in round two. I can't even remember. Everything's a blur to me. And yeah, he, he nailed him with the spinning back elbow, and that was the end of it. And he got himself his highlight reel knockout, and looks like he's going to get a title shot, title shot next. Yeah, I mean, they've said pretty much the winner of this was going to get it. I, I was going to, to be completely honest, I, I think if it was Dominic Reyes who won this fight, you, you'd have a tough time selling me on him as the next yep. title challenger, having just been flatlined by. Uh, Jan Blankovic. Uh, granted, it, that, that's again saying if Glover Teixeira doesn't win, like if Glover had won and Reyes had won, sure, you could you could pair them up. But yeah, I think that was more of an enticement for Yuri. Um, and, and hey, 
It turns out that's all it needed to be an enticement for, because man, is he he's fun to watch. In in come to think of it, now that you mentioned that he seems to put himself in a bad spot, did Vulcan Ostemir tag him too? Probably. I I don't remember anything, as you know. So if you can't remember, <laughs> I I definitely can't can't remember. But yeah, he's he's been knocked out before. Um, King Mo got him, and I think a couple other people have knocked him out. So it's not like um. He doesn't get himself knocked out. That's the one difference from Fader. Fader would uh, not get knocked out back in those days, but he does. Um, he does now. Yeah, he does now. Yes, by, by but, bad yeah, fighters he, too. <laughs> yes, he, he's he's been knocked out. Uh, Yuri, we don't have to worry about Yuri. He's only 28 at this point. So, um, and it doesn't seem like this is too um, too much too soon either. Getting him into a title. A, a title shot. He he's he's won two fights, both versus top challengers, both versus former title challengers, both via knockout. Um, and before that, you know, he's got a slew of of victims, like I've mentioned, like we mentioned in the preview um, to that event, a slew of victims in in Ryzen and and in uh, Europe. Um, a lot of names that people have heard of, a lot of big names. Um, so. I don't think it's too too much too soon for him. Uh, you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. And and you're right. Not not only big names that people would heard of, you know, like CB Dalloway, Fabio Maldonado, King Mo, but also people who are 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 UFC level talents too, and like Brandon right. Halsey and Carl Albrechtson, and you know, I mean, he he knocked out the Bellator champ, Vadim Nemkov. Yep. So like, I mean, like he's he's been in there with all of the guys who he would have basically been in with on a run up the UFC light heavyweight division. If he was there, right? Like right. if yep. you're a, if you're a regional level, uh, light heavyweight who gets signed, you probably fight somebody like Fabio Maldonado or Brandon Halsey first. And then you fight somebody like CB Dalloway. And then if you were spectacular in both of those, you might get a late second, last second replacement fight against Vulcan Ozdemir. And so like, he's basically done that same, like run up the ladder. He just did it somewhere else. Yeah. Very, very true. Um, and I forgot to mention uh, last week is, uh, do you know what his nickname uh, is? Denisa uh, is the main nickname that we hear, but do you know what the, his nickname was in Japan? I don't, but I will also tell you this before you get to what Denisa is. Yeah. Um, sort of a bummer here. He's trying to get rid of that nickname. Oh yeah. I, I read on Twitter earlier today. I think it was John Anik tweeted it out, uh, saying he's looking for for fans to come up with a better nickname for him, which is, it seems like the wrong way to to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Denisa he got because uh, apparently some his trainer at the gym called um called out for a girl there named Denisa and. Uh, Yuri for some reason responded, and so that became his name, <laughs> Denisa. But anyhow, his his name in uh, Japan was Cheko no Kicho, which means the Czech flying monster, which is an amazing nickname. <laughs> that's so much I, I think better. he should just go with that. That's yeah, way that. better. And that's uh, yeah, and it fits him perfectly. So um, yeah, hopefully we we've got um, lots more fun fights with that guy uh, coming up. Now we. Sounds like we're both probably at this point we're both picking Jan Blokovic to beat Glover. Uh, what do you think happens when Jan and Yuri uh, meet up? You know, I actually think I'll feel out um, Jan through the Glover fight um, because I think Glover is going to bring pressure to Jan Blankovic. Um Obviously, a very different kind of pressure. You know, he's going to bring more. 
Uh, I want to put you up against the cage. I want, but but I want to see how Jan Blankovic reacts to somebody who very much wants to move him backwards. Um, and I think that will largely determine whether or not I think he can handle Yuri Brohashka. Because if he if Glover is able to move him backwards, I'm picking Yuri. That that's a bottom line easy analysis piece right is is if Glover to share his footwork and pressure is is even if it's not too much for Jan to eventually deal with or counter uh the fact that he's moving backwards against uh Glover to share would be enough to give me pause and cause me to pick Yuri Prashka yeah um yeah I I I worry about um Jan's power and and Yuri's um uh, tendency to to eat a bunch of shots so uh, i would um i would pause on picking yuri because of that but we'll we'll see um like you said it's good plan we'll wait and see what he looks like after the glover fight and as for dominic reyes uh someone's changed his nickname i see on twitter to the undertaker because the boy is dead um so <laughs> i don't think his career is dead though um he, he's lost three straight both via last two via knockout um two of those title fights though um, hopefully they'll just uh, downcycle him to lower portions of the of the rankings, let him fight some guys there and work his work his way up. Or this could have destroyed his chin, and that could be the end of him uh, as a top fighter. Right? You never know until we until we see him in there again. Yeah, and I I think what you're saying right there with this could be the end of him being a top fighter, or if his chin is destroyed, I I think that really speaks to the type of fighter they should give him next. Is to determine, yeah. ter- to determine whether or not that's true, and may- maybe that's cruel that I want to see him against somebody with some power, um, because I I just want to see if it's over. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to know. So you know, like people like Ryan Spann, Johnny Walker, Nik- even Nikita Krylov, like that that's the type of guy I want to see him against. I don't want to see him against like Magomed Ankalaev, who who does have knockout power, but largely he wants to go in and wrestle you. And I don't want to see him against Anthony Smith or you know, Misha Serkinov or Jimmy Crew, like those guys are all going to want to, I, I want to see somebody who wants to go in there and punch his lights out. And I want to see if they can turn him off again. Yep. Dan is uh, sadistic, but um, that's the only way, only way you're going to find out whether this, this guy still has it or not. So um, yeah. So we spent a lot of time in, on the main event, but that was obviously, that was the, that was the the fight that and the co-main event were, were the ones that really were the eye openers of the night. Uh, before we move on to the co-main event, let me tell you about Roman. Look, no one's perfect. Like even Gumby got one pick wrong last week. So even <laughs> even Gumby isn't perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to getroman.com slash SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two days shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Get started. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. So go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now, and you can get 15 bucks off your first month. Look, it's a straightforward way to take care of your UD. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $50 on your first month of treatment. Okay. Um, the co-main event was a featherweight. Uh, 
and we we got to see the Giga Kick, or is that that's what he calls it, right? That's, the what, that's what they're calling kick. it, the Giga Kick. kick. He, yes, uh, a minute into the fight, he shut down Cub Swanson with the body kick. I guess he hit him in the liver, um, and that ended things, even though the referee insisted on him punching him a few more times uh, before stopping the fight. But um, yeah, but we were thinking he was going to win because of the kickboxing, and that definitely was the case here. Very impressive showing in in a minute. Uh, stopped a guy who does not get stopped in fights, basically. Uh, Cub Swampson is as tough as they come, and he's what he's been knocked out twice in 39 fights uh, total. He's that was his second uh, second knockout slash TKO TKO loss on his record. Uh, the first one was like. Uh, I'm thinking it was Jose Aldo. Which yeah, was by like, like five second flying yeah, knee or some shit. Fly knee, fly knee and punches. Eight seconds. WEC 41. WEC never die. Uh, we talk about it almost every week, it seems. Um, yeah, so that was June of t- 2009. So um, Chikese did not just pick off a, an old guy who's who's crumbling apart. He he picked off a guy who does not get finished in, in fights, and he finished him extremely quickly. Yeah, and, and you know... Th- we didn't get this prop right because heading into the fight, you were no. like, do you like the Giga Chikadze finish prop? And I actually said, no, because sometimes he goes out no. and looks a little bit tentative, right? And, yep. and it, especially if you look at his first couple of fights in the UFC, le- less so in the last one. But, you know, in the, the last fight before this one against Cub Swanson, he was fighting a guy, uh, you know, no offense to Jamie Simmons, but like really not even close to Giga Chikadze's level, right? Like he, he took that fight on short notice. Giga just wanted to get get his punches in and, and you know he obviously felt really comfortable so to see him that aggressive against cub swanson and look that good whoo it, it's really hard to believe that this dude is not a top 10 featherweight and maybe even higher than that like you know i was just looking at the rankings and like would you put him like would would you put him behind danny gay i'm not sure mm, i would yeah would you my, put... my performance, yeah, the performance ranks are interrupt. Performance rankings looks like after that he'll be up into about eighth in my eighth or ninth. So firmly in the top ten in my uh, performance rankings on MMA-Manifesto.com. R- below uh, Ige though, but you know that's Ige's had had more fights in the UFC than he has too, which which um, which adds to these rankings and stuff. But yeah, he's he's right, definitely he's right in the mix. Yeah, uh, and, and I'd probably take him over guys like Arnold Allen or Sadiq Youssef. Or yeah, I, I maybe would pick him to beat Josh Emmett at this point. Um, man, him versus yeah. Yair Rodriguez would be fun as hell. Uh, him versus Calvin Cater would be like one of the most fun striking matches I can, I can even imagine. So like, yeah, like I think he is like sky's sort of the limit for him right now in, in what he can do and where he can go next. I know he called out Max Holloway who he's not fucking getting, but like, no. uh, you know, like catapult this dude up the rankings. I'm ready to see him fight some dudes. Yeah. Max Holloway is probably uh, Max Holiday. Uh, Max Holloway is probably what a fight away for him though. Uh, you think if he can pick off a guy in the, in the top 10, then, you know, Holloway w- would be a reasonable opponent after that, you'd think. Yeah, and, and I think that that's true, only here's the thing I will say about Giga, too, is, is nobody has wanted to fight Giga. Like, no. I, when I interviewed him this past weekend right before, by the way, top turtle guest. Hey. Doing well, look at that. Um, yes. So, uh, when I interviewed him right before this fight, he said uh, Bryce Mitchell had turned down a fight with him, Shane Burgos had turned down a fight with him, Edson Barboza had turned down a fight with him. Like, there had been... 
and, and granted, you know, we're, I'm not saying all those guys are scared of him. Like that, that's a shitty narrative and a terrible, you know, yeah. you know, bad journalism. They're, they're fighters. They're not all afraid of him. But the the risk reward on fighting a guy like Giga Chikadze, who is not maybe dynamite on the mic or doesn't have like a funny backstory, right? Like fighting Bryce Mitchell, despite the fact that he's dangerous, makes sense for for a lot of fighters, right? Because Bryce Mitchell has got a ton of hype behind him. Giga is kind of a quiet yep. guy on the mic, and he's from Georgia, so he's not, like, really boastful. He's, like, super respectful in all of his interviews. You know, like, for the same reason nobody wants to fight Marab Tavalishvili, who we'll talk about later, like, who would want yep. to fight Giga Chikadze? Yeah, well, hopefully this has got some, uh, put some respect on his name, as the kids like to say. <laughs> um, this, this was a high-profile high opponent, high-profile spot on a card and a, a very high profile um outcome for him so um plus hopefully he'll get a number beside his name in the official ufc rankings and then people will be more uh more um willing to fight him you'd think um he has uh, we should mention this fight he's a featherweight 145 pounds he has uh, offered to fight uh, Donald Cerrone next weekend. Uh, Donald Cerrone is looking for an opponent. He's offered to fight him at uh, welterweight on short notice. Um, so w- who knows would you, would you consider Becky betting Giga Chikadze if that was the oh, case? Oh yeah, for sure. Especially with with the body kicks, definitely. That's, yeah, that's, Cowboys. I, yeah. Oh boy. I hope, and, and it's I hope not like make... it's not like Cowboy could wrestle him up either. Like no. I, I hope they make that fight because like yeah, make well, it. How big would that be for Giga's career if he went up two weight yeah. classes a week after and just kicked Cerrone's head into a different zip code? Yeah, wouldn't be his head. It'd be his liver out, out, out of the back of his body, probably. <laughs> but yeah, because he cannot take body shots. Yeah, that, now that I said it out loud, that, that would be lots of fun. I, I doubt that probably isn't going to happen. Uh, uh, but who knows? Next weekend's card is, so we'll talk about before we get out of here, but it's it's, uh, it's in flux, to say the least. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's very, very weird. All right, uh, before that, we had um, Jan Kudalaba, Justin Justin, I cannot talk. Justin, I did that last episode too. I think I called him Justin Jacoby. It's uh, Dustin Jacoby. How about? Um, they went to a very rare split draw. Uh, someone in my pick'em contest on MMA Manifesto actually picked this fight to go to a draw, and he was right. Uh, he he whiffed on a bunch of the other fights, but he didn't whiff on this one somehow. Is he so, the guy who picks uh, draw for everything? No. Oh, he, it's yeah, not even that guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> And, and another guy made his name. I guarantee I'm going to get eight points, and he got seven points. So he was almost right on the uh, right on the the button there. So, but regardless, um, yeah. After the first round, um, when angry, angry boy Jan Kudalaba, who's one of the angriest boys, right? He's even angrier than Marvin Mattoria, I think. But w- would you agree with he's that? Definitely angrier. He's yeah. He is, he turns green sometimes. And he's I, so mad. I would also say like <laughs> he's not just angry, but he's also and and I don't use this word lightly. He's stupid. Um, which, yes, he is. Like, what the what the fuck is wrong with you? You're gonna you're gonna collar tie a guy at weigh-ins. And like, do you remember the time he just like walked directly into Magomed Ankalev? Like he was just like strutting across the cage, and no, everybody was like, well, yes. he's not gonna run into him. And then like, no, that's what he did. He ran into him, and Ankalev like got proper underhooks and like tossed him a little bit. And then he he's also a guy who. Um, yeah, against Ankalev, where he he said he was just pretending to be hurt, when, and the ref stopped the fight. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he, he's he's not the uh, the smartest of guys, but um, he came out like a house on fire, like he always does, because he's very very angry um, and has to show how tough he is. So, um, and after the after he won 
most well at least uh michael bisbin was putting out the uh thoughts that that was a 10-8 round which i was thinking yeah it probably was because he he was really putting the hurt on jacoby after that i thought okay here we go we're gonna end up with a with a draw because that seemed to be the way it's had it because uh kudalaba tends to tire himself out because once he burns off all that anger um he gets tired the last couple rounds and that's when jacoby poured it on and lo and behold we had ourselves a a uh, split draw and that's a fight Dan and I had different uh, picks in. So it would have been nice for one of us to, to get a winner there, but alas, we did not. Yeah. And, and I would say too, I, I totally agree with the, the draw, right? Like, yeah, I thought yeah. Jacoby won the last two. I don't think there's yep. any problem with the elbows that Ian Kudalaba was landing that, that we give him a 10, eight first, you know, I was kind of hoping it was a 10, nine. Cause I was kind of hoping uh, I was kind of hoping Jacoby was going to steal it. Because uh, not yep. only not only do I like Jacoby because he was a guest on my show, not only do I did I had picked him against you and wanted that, but, like, also, like, he's a super nice guy and Ida Kudalaba's, like, a, I mean, he's a dumbass. Like, like, he's just the type of guy you want to see lose. So uh, he, he sort of entered that Mike Perry realm for me where I just kind of hope he gets beat enough that I don't have to see him anymore. Yeah, he's uh, Jeremy Stevens. Mike Perry is one of those one of those guys um, that attacks people at uh, at weigh-ins. He's one of those guys. So well, Mike Perry's uh, never it, attacked people at weigh-ins, but he true. has done. He attacks people outside at, of... at, bar, at bars, <laughs> you know, yes. various other places, else. various other yes. locales. Yes, uh, inanimate objects and and whatnot also. But, <laughs> so, you know, that that was uh, that was a pretty decent fight, but I had a feeling we were going to get. Uh, kissing your sister type outcome there where, where no one wins and we end up with a tie. So um, then we had Sean Strickland um, who said uh, he fought like a coward, he says, but he uh, beat Christoph uh, Jocko pretty easily, pretty handily three rounds to none on two scorecards, uh, two rounds to one on another. So his star is still on the rise. He's very firmly top five, top 10 middleweight and very surprisingly and very, very quietly. Yeah, uh, moved his way up up in there. Yeah, he he looked good again. I I will say the thing that continues to impress me of him at middleweight is somehow his hands look faster than they did at welterweight. Um, and, and he he looks way better, uh, cardio wise too. So you know, just another great example of a guy who just needed to go up weight before he looked a whole heck of a lot better. Um, but yeah, I think it's time for him to fight uh, one of the guys you know you see up there all the time. You know, somebody with a some sort of name value like a Calvin Gastelum or uh, you know not Chris Weidman because Chris Weidman's leg exploded, but somebody of that nature. Yeah, let me see who in my rankings who we got around him. We've got Hermanson, Till, Costa. Uriah Hall, Jerry Cannonier, do you like any of those names they for all, him? They all seem a little too high for him. Like, he's yeah. on a good run, but I think each of those guys is only a win or two away from a title shot, and I think he's probably yeah. a little more than that. So uh, I, I like somebody yeah. a little bit further down. Yeah, Gasman was all right. Uh, you mentioned him. Um, who else we got? Jokere, Brett Tavares. How about Shabazian? Would you like to yeah, see him play the young that, guy like that? That's right around the right the right level for right. me. Somebody like Edmund Shabazian or, or um not not Jokere, but who was the other one you said there? Um oh, Tavares. Gaslam. Tavares. Yeah, Tavares. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd watch him. I'd watch him fight Tavares. I'd watch him fight yep. Gaslam. I'd watch him fight Edmund Shabazian. Someone in in that sort of tier for me. You, you'll watch him fight no matter who he fights. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. We'll, who are you we'll, kidding? We'll, yeah, and we'll, it's have your job. we'll have $100 on it, too. <laughs> exactly. It's your job, damn it. Um, and then 
uh, starting off the main card, Mirab Davilashvili did exactly what we expected. He outrusted Cody Stamen uh, three rounds to none, two rounds to one on two scorecards. One one uh, um, judge had it three rounds to none. Yeah, very impressive performance. It wasn't a finish or anything flashy, but you know, he did exactly what we expected him to do, and uh, he's on his way up also in bandwidth. Yeah, and it's interesting to me too because this was, um, you know, like I, I picked Marab. I thought Marab had a great chance of winning here, but this was the first time we, since since he last lost uh, in yep. a fight where, you know, arguments could be made for him winning that fight still um, against Ricky Simon. In, in the last six fights he, that he's won in a row, which have all been unanimous decisions, this is the first time he fought somebody with some pretty substantial wrestling in his right. game. Um, in Cody Stamen, right? Because Tarion Ware, Brad Katona, Casey Kenny, Gustavo Lopez, uh, and John Dodson's got a little bit, but like this was a much bigger step up into the wrestling department, which is interesting because obviously there are some guys who can wrestle at the top of this division, right? The Pitter Yans, and uh, yep. he probably won't ever fight uh, Aljamain Sterling because they're like best friends, but like somebody of yeah. that nature is going to give him a tough, tougher time with wrestling, so it was good to see him pass that test with flying colors here. Do you have someone in mind for him, or you want me to throw names out from the rankings close? He's, he's probably would be uh, cracking the top 15. At the, oh, you're actually already was in the UFC's top 15. Um, he wasn't in mine yet because he doesn't have a lot of finishes. Um, but he's right in my rankings. He's right in the range of Jimmy Rivera, Frankie Edgar, Casey Kenny, who he already fought, um, Dominic Cruz, Marlon Vera. Pedro Munoz is a little higher. Um, anybody in mind? Yeah, um, for, for, me, for me, I'd kind of like to see him fight. Uh, you know, I'd like to see him fight somebody like Pedro Munoz, who's got good sub abilities yep. and stuff like that. I don't think that's a fight Pedro Munoz wants right now um, or be, uh, be eagerly signing up for. So, you know, if you look at that, like, top 10 in the UFC rankings and, and stuff like that, like, I, I kind of feel like this is – this is the type of fight they give Raphael a sense out, right? Like that motherfucker will take, right, yeah. that dude will take a yeah. fight against anybody. And it's like, Hey, Raphael Asuncao, thanks for accepting another fight. Would you like to fight another guy? Who's a terrible stylistic matchup for you? Right. Yep. Like the poor bastard has fought back to back to back to back. Marlon Marias, Corey Sandhagen and Cody Garbrand. And they just keep giving him guys like that. So, you yeah. know, like, uh, yeah, line him up with Asuncao and let's see. Although I think Asuncao's booked already. Damn, I think he is. Yeah, it sounds. He's it fighting sounds Co- like Kyler he Phillips. He might be fighting right, Kyler yes. Phillips, which is the, the ultimate bro. Yeah, which, the ultimate bro. <laughs> I will also say Kyler Phillips versus Marab Davalashvili wouldn't be boring. Um, so maybe, yeah. hey, maybe just give him the winner of a Sunsaw and Phillips. Yep. There we go. Well, we're doing your job for you, UFC, because I know you're listening. Um, make sure we don't say anything bad about Dana, um, or it'll go go in his his binder of of all. Did you hear about that? He apparently the, he gets like a binder of all like stories about uh, about him apparently, and uh, like negative that's, ones and that's stuff. That's a weird ho- move. I don't think I've ever been ho- in that binder. But is that where he got yeah. the inspiration for that that weird black and white video where he's like slandered a whole bunch of journalists being oh, like, who knows? A, a big event would be dumb, and like all of the journalists were like, yeah, we still stand by that. It was dumb. exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's true. Um, but I did. Uh, everyone. Uh, worried about me i did get my first vaccination shot on Hell friday yeah. so I, yeah canada catching getting, up with the times <laughs> finally so like 40 percent of us ontario ontarionians um have got our at least one shot so there you go we're we're moving on up 
Um, all right, before we – we'll rip through the prelims, then we'll tell you about next week's wacky card. Uh, let me tell you about the last two awesome sponsors who help keep us in your ear holes. Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check it out. I have to learn how to read properly. You have to check out there. It's not written right. It's not my fault. It's it's our bosses who who wrote this incorrectly. Let's try again. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check out their fantasy best ball tournaments. There's some of the best around. Even better is their NFL Draft Weekend Special. Sign up between April 29th and May the 4th, and you'll have a chance to win a million dollars. That's right, one million dollars. When you go to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN, you will get $25 free, which you can use to enter their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament. SGP will be running a private Best Ball drafts for the listeners as well. It's a limited time offer that ends May the 4th, so you got, what, two days when you hear this. Maybe even one day if you're not listening to the third. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And then what uh, I talked about earlier, Betterland.Vegas is where you got to see my uh, freshly shorn face on the weekend. Betterland.Vegas is like YouTube, but for what hashtag the gens only care about, which is sports betting. And us good people at SGPN are giving up free daily video picks over on our Betterland Vegas profile page. Betterland Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure you subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. I'm thinking if I gave you what I gave you Prohoshka via knockout, I gave you that winner. I gave you a Giga Chikese, so I gave you a winner there. I gave you TJ Brown. I gave you three winners last week. Amazing. And one of them was an underdog, and one of them was a prop bet. You would have got plus money on both of those. And then over on Top Turtle, Dan's Better Than Vegas page with his other podcast family. Did you have winners on that one? Yeah, I didn't watch I it. Also, I also gave Prohoshka by KO uh, as a prop bet. Go. And then I, I did say TJ Brown, but I did uh, – I went with like crazy sub bet. Um, TJ Brown by oh, submission yeah, okay. at plus 650, uh, which which sadly didn't pan out. Uh, it actually no. – and we'll talk about that fight in a second. It looked like he didn't want to wrestle at all, um, which all right, was – Let's talk about it now. Yeah, that's – why was he wrestling? <laughs> yeah, why was Kai Kamaka third out wrestling TJ Brown? We were counting on him to – wrestle his way to a victory we're very lucky we got that victory a uh, split decision but he did not win that fight and look uh, none of the people at mma decisions none of the media members who entered scores had him winning that fight either so we we stole money on that one yeah i, I don't i didn't score it for him i, I definitely scored it for no. Takamaka. i can yep. see how somebody i'll say this the 29 28 scorecard for tj brown that two of the judges had is actually yeah. more excusable than the 27 to 30 card for Kai right. Kamaka that the right. last guy had. So I don't think any of the judges got it right. I actually think it was 29 no. 28 for Kamaka, and it was pretty clear that way. But I can see how you would give two rounds to Brown. He did end both of those rounds with some dominant positions, the second and the third. Yep. Um, I don't think it was enough to steal the second. Um, I, I think he, he won the third pretty handily, but uh, which is why it's crazy to give Kamaka all three. Um, but when they read that decision, I was like, Ooh, I picked him, but that is wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know how two judges can have it two rounds to one for Brown and one judge can have it three rounds to none for Kamaka. That's, that's a pretty strange 
strange scorecard, uh, to say the least, but we won. So, hey, and it was plus money. So, hey, what are you going to do about it, eh? Yeah, um, it's, but, the, it's the <laughs> MMA gods taketh and the MMA gods yes. giveth away. Yeah. It means we have we have some tough beats uh, coming up. I think, we, I think we took our tough beats already, though, didn't yeah. we? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah starting yeah, in the years. We, we got but... screwed earlier. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But there were quite a few, I think, that we did get screwed on. But nevertheless, uh, the fight after that was uh, the main event was the only other technical. Technically, it was a finish, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a disqualification versus an illegal upkick. I told Dan on Twitter, uh, do not trust us filthy Canadians because we're a bunch of we act like we're nice. We are polite, but we're like. Eddie Haskell from Leave it to Beaver, we're polite to your face, but we're weasels behind your back. And Random Marcos cheated and kicked Luana Pinheiro with an illegal up kick. And um, I I rip through these fights quick. I don't really stick around and listen to the uh, talking about uh, afterwards and stuff. But apparently people are thinking uh, Pinheiro was was acting. Once I saw it was an illegal up kick and the fight was over, I just moved on to the next because I've got a website to run and I don't want to be up all night. But um, yeah, I'm hearing chatter that People are thinking she was uh, was uh, had her actor actress cap on there, and she wasn't really rocked from that illegal upkick. I, I think that comes out every single time somebody That's true. he does that. And I would also say she asked her translator, "What happens if I can't continue?" Um, okay. So that like yeah. automatically, wh- whether or not you you think she's landed on thick or not, like when somebody yeah. says that, you're instantly like. Uh, that's a, ooh, that's a question you don't want to hear. You just want to hear, can I fight or not? Um, yeah. not like I'm clearly rocked, uh, but I don't want to know contest in half my paycheck. It, it, it's like maybe not the perfect sign that she wasn't rocked because there are reasons somebody would ask that. Like I said, the paycheck. Um, yeah. I, and I don't, I don't know. There, there's no way of knowing. I'm not a doctor. No. I'm not there. I'm not in her brain. Um, but I will say it was very fucking illegal. <laughs> yes, it was. And, you know, she didn't look all there uh, to me. Maybe she's a really good actress. But uh, yeah, her eyes kept and, looking yeah, her really eyes were out of it. <laughs> weirdly glassy and, and out of there. I would say she looked more messed up than than Aljo did when he got need. Right. Um, he, they, she looked in worse shape than uh, Diego Sanchez when he, quote unquote, won that fight with Michelle Pereira. Um so like yeah uh, either she's a far better actor than the other two or she definitely was rocked and it's it's dumb like it's dumb to question these things we don't question it in any other sport if if someone's fouled they, in the nba that's then not true they be... question the hell out of soccer that's oh, true they soccer, question yes. the hell out of yes. soccer, soccer is true. <laughs> yep <laughs> i forgot about that but she she had no reason to want to get out of that fight because she was looking very good in it she was her judo throws on marcos who's who's Specialties wrestling was were super impressive. The one she had, over what, the three? shoulder was so yes. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she looks like a fun fighter. But um, so once again, you don't pick Canadians, people. Like I said, you don't trust us or or pick us. And uh, won some money on that one again because you picked against I uh, picked against against the Canadian. Um, then as mentioned earlier, we uh, we whiffed on Luana Carolina who came in overweight. So she's a cheater. Uh, she cheated us out of money. Uh, she beat. Pollyanna Botello, you know, close fight, a split decision, but I, I think that one was the correct call. She you know, she out wrestled her and stole that stole that third round. It Didn't was, steal it, but she dominated the third round basically. It was mostly sweeps for her too, right? Like like yeah. Botello instigated a lot of the takedowns, but it was a lot of like as Botello shot the takedown and worked for the takedown, like Carolina 
flip the switch, right? Like Carolina, yep. you know, and that was impressive, uh, especially for somebody who I've kind of written off for grappling in the past. Um, so that's the one I got wrong. I feel pretty good about that one being wrong though. Cause it was, yep. it was damn good. Close fight. She missed weight. Um, and, and let's be honest, I'm not really high on either of them. <laughs> no, 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 no shame in, in losing that one. Uh, Luma looked gloomy. She looked, She's got some wrestling. Uh, she she, she grappled pretty good against Sam Hughes. Is a wrestler, is she not? Uh, yeah, Sam Hughes, I believe, has some sort of wrestling background, or at least yeah, has won a and, whole bunch of fights. And Loma with those, and I guess wrestling is true, like right, like we could call it wrestling, but it's more. I mean, it's Muay Thai foot sweeps, right? Like yeah. that, that's what she's yeah. using. She's using. And I, actually, if you read the article on MMA-Manifesto.com about Loma Lukbume <laughs> going into this fight, you would have read that I am enamored yep. with her foot sweeps because I think they are just, first of all, they're beautiful. They're, they're just like so fun to watch from an aesthetic standpoint. But also when you consider the fact that she is an atom weight, she's not even a straw weight. She belongs a weight class down, but because the UFC doesn't have it, she keeps fighting these women like Sam Hughes who are enormous compared to her and not only are they enormous and have wrestling backgrounds but she just keeps dumping their ass on the ground with these foot sweeps and uh, man i mean like you have to ask if they did have a 105 division man she's got to be right there at the top right yeah they should just shut her featherweight women's featherweight and, and start adam adam weight because there's plenty of a- adam weight's like, got amazing Michelle Watterson. talent globally yeah water waterson look boomy uh um, jessica penne used to fight at adam um, weight yeah jin you fry fry and that's just and, people who are already signed like you yeah. know if you look over in in japan and and stuff like sohi Vic- ham is nasty yeah uh, Hamasaki, Invicta, Hamasaki's nasty. She's and she's yep. fought like Sohiyam a couple of times. But like, yeah, when, yep. women's women's atom weight has a lot of potential. Um, and and they're like super violent women too. So I really wish they would add that division. And if they do, yep. man, it would look like Loma would do some real. Da- I mean, she's doing damage at straw weight. Yep, yep. She uh, she's looking good. Uh, before that, uh, Andreas Michalides beat KB Bular, uh, another Canadian who I told you not to pick. And lo and behold, he, he did not look good in this fight. He was, you know, waiting around for the action he brought to him and wasn't given much back uh, in return. Uh, he lost three rounds to none on two cards. Then uh, he stole a third round on, on, on the third card. But uh, onward and upwards for Michalides, um, who, uh, you know, I, I liked him uh, – in his debut and now he's actually got a win under his belt. So hopefully he can uh, keep moving on up the, the middleweight rankings. Yeah. Agreed. And, and it really lackluster performance for KB Bullard. That was my huge yep. takeaway. Like he, he didn't look like he wanted to be in there to be honest. Yeah. He's like, probably gone after that. Yeah. And, and you know, you hate to say that they're going to fire him after two straight losses. That, that was the way it was like what, 10 years ago, like 10 years yep. ago, you lost two, you were out. Um, yep. but like he's lost two. And been knocked out by a jab and like then landed like what twelve punches or something like that in a in a fifteen minute fight. So yeah, I can't imagine the UFC wants to see more of what KB Bowler has to offer at this point. Yep, he he did not go out there and look like a savage or what's the other killer? Thing called, uh, killer, yes, killer. He was not a killer nor a savage. Uh, and then uh, this is where we differed, where where Dan got his one up on me. The starting of the night featherweights, Felipe Caleras. Dan had him. I, I tried to um, pretend that Dan didn't pick him, but <laughs> but he he called me on it in 
and like, oh yeah, you're right, you did pick Kolaris. He, he beat Kohan Luke Sanders. A pretty good fight. Sanders looked very good in, in the first round, but uh, Claris um, got the last two, and he won two rounds to run. Two rounds to one. I, I think. I think exactly what happened. What I said was going to happen is that look, I, I love Luke Sanders, but his fight IQ is really fucking bad. Right? Like he just keeps doing things where you're like, really? What are you doing? Uh, so like, I, I'm not surprised he lost. It is really bad for his career um, that he's losing to a guy who's not even in his weight class, right? Because Kolaris is a big That's right, yeah. Um, yep. And, and, you know, like, he didn't beat him really well, right? Like, he didn't, like, beat the no. brakes off of him, but he, he beat him pretty good. So, um, yeah, yep. kind of disappointing for sure. Yep, two straight losses, three out of four uh, for Sanders. So that's not looking so great for him. So, um, and then with uh, bonuses, uh, main event, Proshka Reyes um, got 50,000. Then Proshka got another 50,000 for uh, his, his knockout. So he made 100 grand in, in bonuses. And um, my estimates, he estimate he made about the same in his regular pay. So he basically doubled his pay in bonuses. Uh, and then. Chikese got the other 50 grand. So um, pretty easy, easy night, easy night to, to call the bonus winner since there's only two finishes there. Um, yeah, I, I will say there were other really good fights that that were. No, they're good fights. Up, yes, up for true. interpretation for fight of the night, right? Like, right. I, I wouldn't have been shocked if they gave fight of the night to TJ Brown, Kai Kamaka. That was a lot of yep. fun. Um, yep. Even Felipe Carlaris versus Luke Sanders was fun. Yeah, that was um, good too. Kudalaba versus Jacoby. Um, I guess the savages. Second, I guess the, yeah, they're savages. Um, but the <laughs> second and third round, I guess a little more boring between those two. Yeah, that's true. You know, the, yeah. round one was was fight of the night. So um, once that once that spaz anger, um, once he burns off his spaz anger, uh, he, he tends to to turn back to Doctor uh, Bruce Banner, and he's not quite so hulking out. Uh, Kudalaba, that is so. But yeah, the, the one round was fun. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So there were other choices for fight of the night, but ultimately, yeah, you're right. I, I usually have a beef with who they're giving it to, especially when they load it up on the top of the card. Uh, but right. in, but in this they, case, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, which brings us to uh, we've danced around this uh, next week's card, uh, May eighth. It is UFC and ESPN TBD versus TBD. Um, <laughs> it's a tough one to call because they're so evenly matched, like. Even the names, TBD, TBD. I think uh, we'll make our picks, obviously, uh, on our podcast that comes out on Wednesday night, Thursday morning. But I think at this point, I'm leaning towards TBD. Uh, your thoughts, Dan? The only thing about that, though, is that there's a lot of unknowns with TBD. That's true. <laughs> very. Yeah, that's, uh, very. Uh, on both sides, though. That's it. That, sides, yeah, right. that's true. It's a tough one to call. All right. In all seriousness, we it was supposed to be Corey Sanhagen versus TBD. TJ Dillashaw and that lovable TJ Dillashaw got himself hurt. Um, this is supposed to be his first fight back in two years suspension for doing EPO and who knows what else. Um, but he, he got cut, so he got headbutted in headbutted in training. So uh, and Sanhagen wants to stick around and, and fight him. He wants to wait around. So he's off the card also. Um, so it looks like they're going to put, um, as we mentioned in the last show, Michelle Watterson versus Marina Rodriguez for the main event, which Dan got very excited about because – for some reason, he wants to see uh, the lovely Michelle Waters and the lovely uh, karate mom. He wants to see her get beat up real bad. I, I don't want to see her get beat up real bad. But like <laughs> once in a while, and I don't mean this just about Waters, but just once in a while, you want to see 
everybody's darling because that's what she is. She's 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 a fan favorite for some inexplicable reason, most likely her Instagram. Um, but like, there is once in a while where you just want to see that person have the ever loving shit beat out of them by a violence monster like like Marina Rodriguez, right? Because that that's what Marina Rodriguez is. Also, I've been singing the praises of Marina Rodriguez for a while. I, I think she is a very impressive boxer. Um, I, I think she's got a lot of chops. I think she's going to be really fun in this division. I was impressed as hell with what she did against Amanda Hibas. But she needs that signature win, and, like, this would be it. You know what I mean? Like, this this would be yep. what she needs to catapult herself into that conversation. Main event on ESPN will we'll do that for you. So, um but here in the, the fights that have fallen off his card, so you got Dillashaw, Sanhagen off. You had Holly Holm versus Juliana Pena. That's off. Um, what else do we have? We, Neil Magny, Jeff Neal. That one is off. Wait, that one's uh, off? That? Are you sure? Um, yeah, it says – oh, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. That, that one is on. It's that one's on. Uh, okay, it, I, th- I thought yeah. so. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it got pulled off another card. So anyhow, they've lost a lot of uh, – oh, and they were supposed to have Diego Sanchez versus – Donna Cerrone and only one of those guys weir- is still weirdo in the Sanchez company. is gone. Yeah, uh, weirdo Diego Sanchez is gone. So I, I would say it's a tragic story. A guy who's taken that much head trauma and obviously he's not thinking right now, but he always was a weirdo. So I don't think it has not anything to do with any of the shots he's taken to his head. So no, and it has has more has more to do with his guru than anything else. Exactly. There were some other fights so, yeah. too that fell off too because. Uh, uh, originally Jimmy Flick was supposed to fight, and I was right. a big Jimmy Flick guy. And then that motherfucker just yep. straight up retired in the middle of he the retired. night. Retired, yeah. In like yeah, he was supposed to, the yeah, weirdest thing to ever. It off. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was and very then strange. Roxanne Modafari tore a meniscus. Yep. Um, yeah, yep. like, like a bunch of sad losses on this card. But uh, I will say, despite the the big name value losses, there's still a lot of uh, very fun stylistic pieces in there. Oh, yeah. Um, hopefully, Cerrone, he's fighting TBD also, so TBD is going to be busy, uh, very busy. Um, Taylor Santos is fighting TBD also, so T- TBD is going to be in four fights, including the main event where TBD is going to fight against uh, themselves, so it's, whew, TBD is going to be busy, so uh, hopefully Cerrone gets an opponent. Um, Geek at uh, Yeah, hey, we're down for it. Angel Hill, Amanda Hibas, that'll be fun. Neil Magny, Jeff Neal will be fun. Uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira versus Gregor Gillespie. That'll be fun. So, yeah, th- there's plenty of fun fights. Plus, um, as I've said before, it does not matter if the fights are fun. It does not matter if it's big names. You, you can make money off these fights. You can bet on them. So it's, it doesn't matter to you degenerates who's fighting or how, um, how exciting they are or what they look like or anything like that because uh, you can bet on it. That's all that matters. That's, that's, I can't think of anything else. Exactly. So uh, we'll wrap it up on that. Are we giving you enough? That's enough free content for your e-holes. Um, before uh, your homework, before you listen to us again on what Wednesday night is, obviously read our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Dan just put in print our Ten Commandments to MMA betting, so that definitely uh, is up. Everyone who's listening to this podcast is all definitely up your, your alley. Um, so you read all our stuff there. Uh, you can read all our stuff at MMA-Manifesto.com also, and I will be having um, my weekly pick'em contest will be posted on Monday, um, TVD versus TVD. So make sure you uh, you pick TVD in that one. I'm telling you that's who's going to win. 
Um, what else can you do? You can listen to Dan's pod, other podcasts if you insist on doing so. Um, he'll make fun of you, though, if you listen to all, all of the three of his podcasts. <laughs> so yeah, I warn you there. Prelim Picker, where he picks the winners of the prelims. Catchy name for it. There you go. Top Turtle, which is the interview show. And then he also does some degenerate pick gambling picks in there with his uh, co-host. Do you know who is on as interview guest this week? Do you want to yeah, tickle gonna, everyone's interest here? We're going to have Christian Aguilar, who's fighting Carlston Harris. Uh, heading into that bout, and uh, I believe, and we're still finalizing this, I believe Gina Danger Mazzani is going to be on as well. Uh, she's not fighting for two weeks, but she's always like a really good uh, story, especially because she started working at uh, James Krause's Glory MMA Fitness and came out right. looking like an absolute savage last time out. <laughs> savage. And Christian Aguiar is very annoying to Google because they always want you to <laughs> to, to, uh, to Google Christina Aguilar instead. Yeah, when, so when you're trying always, to when uh, you're trying do you really do, mean this? When you're trying to do graphics work, like like sometimes I need like the UFC's headshots that uh that, yep. that you know are just the, like the PNG with the the transparent background. So if you type Christian Aguilera uh dot PNG, uh they're like, did you mean Christine Aguilera? And you get like seven yep. genie in a bottle uh PNG files. <laughs> yep, no doubt. So um I can't even remember what what was I. Oh, I was talking about the Pick'em contest. Obviously, make sure you check out that. Oh, and and we were telling you about Dan's podcast. Um. I destroyed Dan in fantasy baseball this weekend. I thought I mentioned that too. I outscored him again on Sunday. Now that I'm looking at the score, so let's I, had take a, that. I had a bad yeah. Sunday. I had a real bad Sunday. <laughs> but Dan is still like in third, and I'm in seventh, so I don't have much to it's, say about it's that. It's not so. gonna stay that way if I keep playing like I did today. So. <laughs> and if if you keep, uh, and you should listen actually to SGPN. We we have a new uh, Major League Baseball podcast, which is very good. I make sure I think they're gonna be doing it twice a week. Make sure you listen to that. They've, uh, it's not just game. Gambling. They also talk about DFS and, and fantasy baseball and whatnot. So check that out as well. Um, and make sure you subscribe to our feed, obviously. Um, MMA Gambling Podcast. We want to make sure you don't miss out on our amazing eight, eight and two and nine and one picks that we had. And we're gonna we decided we're gonna have winners coming up for TBD too. So, um, but that is TBD at this point. But uh, no, actually, it's not TBD. But we decided they're gonna be winners. So. Um, the fighters may be TBD, but the but the picks are definitely going to be winners. And uh, follow us on Twitter, and I'll stop ranting. Uh, Jeff Fox, writer, and Gumby Vreeland. Anything else to say, Daniel? Anything to say for yourself? No, I, I think that just about does it. Okay, go. I'll let you wrap it up. You wrap it up this week. Uh, I'm David Gumby Vreeland. He is Arctic Jex Fox, and we will see you next week. You kind of butchered my last name, but that's okay. Fox? <laughs> It sounded like you said socks. Or, but okay, <laughs> bye. Bye, everybody. We're leaving this in.